Hello and welcome to Beecher Island, where it's snowing like mad. It's good. It is good. Uh, we'll take it. It'll take it. Uh, I don't know about you, but my week has been fast. Like, I think my week was like two days. I think that's what it was. But in that, God is good. Uh, God always is uh, faithful. God is our rock. He, he is our everything. And I pray that this week you have kept your eyes on Him no matter how slow or fast your week was. Uh, it is, it, he, is, he is everything. You know what? Um, and I pray that we all call upon His name. And uh, if you're here this morning and, if you've not, and you have not confessed Christ as your Lord, and I pray today that your heart is open, your ears are open to Him move you. Uh, to hear the Holy Spirit uh, in your life. And so I pray that this morning. Uh, man, our God gave us a beautiful week this week. 70 some degree temperatures. Maybe even some people got a sunburn. And then, and then snow. <laughs> it's okay. Our God gives us seasons, you know. And uh, He gives us seasons so that we can see and know that He is our God. And that He is in control. And that it's all about Him. And that is, that is good. Um, if you are new this morning, if you're listening online, Meacher I, I, uh, I, Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And if you hear anything different than that, come and talk to me. I want to know. I want to know. So we're going to jump right in this morning. If you will, open your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. We've been in it for a while. Uh, um, Last week, we, we talked about um, that Jesus is laying out His deity. Jesus is laying out that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And, 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 he, and He just keeps hammering on it. And we're going to see that this morning, that, that, he's, that He's saying, hey, this is who I am. And we talked about Jesus laying out that if we believe in Him, that we will do greater works than He. We talked about that, man, those greater works, I believe, are bringing people to Him. Because you know what? We, we, we can look at all these miracles and we can see all this, but you know what? A healing of the, of the body does nothing if we don't believe. If we don't have eternal life, what's the use in healing the body? Right? And so the greater work is to bring souls to Him. To be part of that kingdom work. To, to be part of God using us. And man, what a, what a miracle it is when we get to see somebody confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Well, what a great thing. And, and uh, it's the greatest work we can even think about. The greatest miracle, I believe, that we can, that we can see and be a part of. And today, we're going to get to see a gift that Jesus talks about. A gift. So if you will, John 14, 12 through 31 is where we're going to be, but let's go to him in prayer first. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's all you. It's not us, it's you. I thank you that you went to the cross and died for us. That you were the perfect sacrifice. You were perfect. And it's because of that that we are covered. You, in the work of Calvary, you 
doing it all for us because you love us that much. You love us that much. We may not understand that. We may not understand that kind of love, but you love us that much that you went to the cross. And, and God, I just pray that we see in the Gospel of John here that it, that it is you, Jesus. And that you lay it all out for us. And I pray that we see it and we hear it and we know it and we allow the Holy Spirit to be alive in us and to guide us and open our ears and hear Your Word. And I pray that if there's any word that is not of You spoken, that it, that it doesn't stick, that it, that it just falls to the ground. Lord, I pray that this morning. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, we're going to read John 14, uh, uh, 12 through 31. But before we do that, John 20, verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you'll have life in His name. I don't ever want that to be a broken record. I want you to hear it. I want you to know it. I want, I want you to see that John said, I wrote these things so that you'll know all this. So there's no question about it. So that you will know. And when we read the words of John 14, and it comes alive. It comes alive. It comes alive that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And so, John 14, 12 through 31. Jesus says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him. For He dwells with you and will be with you, be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is He who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
you have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you? If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandments, ah, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. And I'll be the first to say that there is so much depth laid out in these in this set of scriptures. So much depth that Jesus has given to his disciples. But but when you just stop. Take in what Jesus is saying. When you just stop and think about it, it, it makes me be in awe. It, it makes me be in complete awe of what Jesus is saying. Awe in what He has done and awe in what He's still doing for every one of us. Awe, I don't think, justifies maybe the feeling that I have. There's a couple things that... Um, Jesus says multiple times. Um, and I about threw my scripture away and just went to this, or my, my sermon away and just went to this because it just hit me uh, last night. But in verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commands. Jesus says, If you love me, three times in this. He said, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my word. If you love me, you'll rejoice. And I'm not going to preach on it this morning, but I just want you to, I want you to say, I want you to just, just focus in on that this week, if you would. Just focus in on those three scriptures and read through them because there's, there's a lot to it. But uh, Look at the three times. But he says, if you love me. Not right now, because you're supposed to listen to me, okay? But, but this week, this week, dive into it. <laughs> dive into it now. Um, I want to stop and look at this first part where he says, if you love me, keep my command. Keep my commandments. Um, and we'll go on to the rest of the sentence. But, but I want to stop here for just, just a minute. Because he says, if you love me, keep my commands. And a lot of people want to go back to the old... Old, the, the, the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. Hey, and that's what they, what they think of when, when Jesus says this, but that's not what He's saying. Okay, yes, it was derived from the Ten Commandments, but, but in that, the commandments that He's talking about is what He has built, what He's stated, what he, what's laid out to us in all of the Gospel. You see, it's, it's not just the Ten Commandments, but it's built upon that. It's, it's saying, hey... Don't just not commit murder, but don't have hate in your heart. I keep getting sidetracked this morning. That's not what I want to be preaching on, so we'll come back to that one day. That is the whole commandments that Jesus is laying out. But listen, He said, if you love Me, keep My commandments. How do we show love for our Lord and Savior? How do we show that love? We show it by keeping His commandments. The commandments that He has given us all through the Gospels and all through the New Testament. See, uh, if you will, keep your finger in John 14, but turn over with me to 1 John. 
We're going to be back and forth this morning in 1 John and John chapter 14 because they just, they just tie together so well. There's so much that, that, that comes together. First John 5, 1 through 5. It says this, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the Father loves the child born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and observe His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. I want you to hear that this morning. That His commandments are not burdensome. That they're not heavy on you. That... It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Jump over to 1 John 2. 1 John 2, 4 and 5. Because I think this ties all into it. This, this ties right into what it's saying. He's saying... Hey, if you don't. Right, 1 John 2, 4 and 5. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commands is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected. It says perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. I'll tell you. We spent all morning in class talking about not, do, not doing by works, right? <laughs> so uh, uh, we keep the commandments because we love it. We do because we love. We don't do because we have to do. We do because we love Him. And that's what He's saying. So church, see, we go back to John 14. Back to John 14. And we're going to complete the sentence that Jesus said here. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever. There's the gift. The Lord Jesus would pray to the Father and send another Helper. The word Helper here in Greek is paraclete. Paraclete is, it, it is broken down to this. It's described as, it means one call to the side of another to help. Helper. Right? But it's not just translated helper all through the, the Bible. Uh, in the New Testament, back in 1 John, 1 John 2 1, Pericle is translated another way. It says, 1 John 2 1 says, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. An advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Church, I want you to hear this. The Lord Jesus is our advocate and helper. He is our advocate and helper, and the Holy Spirit is another helper. Is another helper. Not another different kind of helper. It's not what He's saying. But another of similar nature. And let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit is given to abide in you, it's forever. It's forever. The Holy Spirit comes to you and stays with you and abides in you and takes up residency forever. In the Old Testament, 
The Holy Spirit would come and go. The Holy Spirit would come and dwell with them and then leave. And, and that's how the disciples would have known the Holy Spirit. But now the Spirit comes to the believer and remains forever. Remains forever. Jesus goes on to say, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jesus calls Him the Spirit of truth because His teaching is true. And it glorifies God. And Christ, who is truth. We talked about two weeks ago about Jesus saying, I am the truth. But also the Spirit is the Spirit of truth. We go to 1 John 2.27. 1 John 2.27. It says this. 1 John 2.27. But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie and just as it has taught you you will abide in him the world can't receive the holy spirit because it can't see him it can't see the holy spirit the truth of the matter is that the unbeliever wants to see before they believe all they believe in wind and electricity right Almost everybody. I don't know anybody that doesn't believe in wind and electricity. Can't see it. Okay, sometimes you're going to see electricity when it, you know, zaps or lightning strike. What about a hop fence? All you see is a wire, right? And it may be strung for miles. You don't know if there's electricity in it or not because you can't see it. But if I tell you that electric fence is hot, you're probably not going to touch it, right? Because you're like, oh yeah, there's electricity in there. You can't see it, but you're going to believe me, right? And if you don't believe me, you're going to find out real quick, right? <laughs> How come people are so easy, so easy to believe there's electricity in a hot fence, but yet they won't believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? If you're wrong about the hot fence, all it does is zap you. If you're wrong about Christ, it's called hell. It's sad to know that the unsaved do not know or understand the Holy Spirit. It's sad to know that. It's sad to, to know that he, he, they don't see Him. Even though they may convict Him of sin, that person of sin, they don't know that it's Him. They don't know that it's the Spirit. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The good news is, is Jesus kept talking. 
Jesus kept talking to his disciples and he said this. He said, but you know him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. What a contrasting difference from the statement that he just made to this one. What a contrasting difference comparing the disciples to the worldly. They had known him to work in their lives and had seen him work through the Lord Jesus. But Jesus told them, He dwells with you and will be in you. We know that before Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and would leave. We talked about that in the Old Testament, right? But since the Pentecost, when a person believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit takes up residency in him. It takes up residency in that person's life forever. Forever, we're told. You see, the prayer of David... The prayer of David where he prayed, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. It's not a prayer we need to pray anymore. Man, if somebody prays that, they don't understand the Holy Spirit. God will never take the Holy Spirit from us. God will never take the Holy Spirit from us. See, as a believer, the Holy Spirit may be grieved, may be boxed in, may be pushed out but never taken from us. And all of those things that I just talked about, it's because of you, not God. Now the Holy Spirit wants to run free in you. Wants to guide you and lead you. Wants you to have a life. But we can put Him in a box. But listen, He's never taken from you. He's never taken from you. And then the Lord added this in verse 18. I will not leave you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I know that there's a lot of different opinions on this verse right here. Um, do any studying at all in this, there's all kinds of different uh, thoughts or interpretations we'll go with. But, but I want to tell you what I'm thinking. This is my opinion of, of what Jesus is saying. Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. He, he, he is one of the three in the Godhead. He is one of the Trinity. Three persons, one God. And what Jesus is laying out here is that He was just explaining that the Holy Spirit would come to them. And the Lord Jesus was saying, I, in the person of God, in the Holy Spirit, will come to you. Even though I believe it, I'm going to be crucified. And yes, he, he did rise and He did come back to Him. And a lot of people want to say that that is what Jesus was saying, that in that short 40 days while He was on the earth, He came back to Him. I, yes, He did. This is not what He was saying. He said, I'm not going to leave you all orphans. I think we can read that for ourselves too. Not just the disciples. He said, I'll come back to you. I'm not going to leave you orphans. And he says in that, I, the Son of God, will come to you. I will come to you. See, because then he goes on to explain it in verse 29, or in verse 19. He goes on to explain it. He says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. The worldly, right? But you will see me because I live. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. As I said before, it can be difficult to wrap our minds around 
the Holy Spirit and, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and what it does, it's difficult to understand what it means that He will live in us and we live in Him. And what does all that mean? What, what, what does that look like? And the, the usual illustration of that is, is a, a, a poker, a fire poker, and, and that the poker is in the fire and the fire is in the poker. I don't, I don't like that one. I'm just going to tell you. Because the fire is not in the poker. It doesn't change the poker at all. Yes, the poker changes the fire, but it, the poker is not changed. I, I don't like that illustration. I'll just be honest with you. The truth of the matter is that there is no earthly illustration that can describe this. There's none. Because our God is not earthly. So there's no illustration. But I want you to picture this. This is the best illustration I could come up with in my little brain, okay? A fire. Picture a fire. I'm okay with a fire. What about a log? We put a log in the fire. Now the log is in the fire and the fire is in the log. I like that. Yeah. Now you can tear it apart because, well, then it burns up. Well... Yeah, I hope I, my old self burns up too. I hope my old self burns up too and I am a new creation. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that you see evidence of that as the smoke rolls up out of there. I don't know. You can tear that one apart too. It's okay. I'm, I'm good with it because there's no earthly description or illustration that can describe the Holy Spirit in us and us in Him. My brain sees it that way. A log on fire because the fire's in the log and the log's in the fire. Yeah. You see, the fact is, is that Christ is in every believer, though. That's what I pray you know. That Christ is in every believer. He dwells in the believer through the Holy Spirit. And the believer is in Christ in the sense that he stands before God. He stands before God in all the merit of the person and the work of Christ. And this is why Jesus says in verse 21, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I'll just tell you as a side note, what I said at the beginning, there's three times. If you add this one, there's four, okay? So, just so you know. But, the simple fact is this. The simple, uh, but true fact is this. The real proof of one's love for the Lord is in the obedience to His commandments. Are we obedient to Him? Because truly it's useless to talk about loving Him if we don't obey Him. It's useless to talk about loving Him if we don't obey Him. Let's not make grace cheap. I think it happens way too often anymore. We don't obey His commandments because we say His grace covers me and we don't have to walk in the wall. It's making grace cheap. But to answer, what's that, what's that look like? What's it look like to walk in His commandment? What that looks like says, every day, I'm going to deny my flesh and pick up the cross and follow Him. Every day. Every day, I'm going to walk in Him. You see, 
Jesus told Judas this, not Issachar. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Back to 1 John 2, 5 and 6. 1 John 2, 5 and 6 says, But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. Perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him on himself also to walk just as he walked. You see, Judas, not a scribe, didn't understand this. He didn't understand how they could, but not the world. How is Jesus going to do that? He said, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He does not love me he who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Several times now the Lord has explained that He is 100% God. He has explained that He is 100% God, and He will come and manifest Himself in all believers. In all believers. Just as he says in Revelation 3, 20 and 21. Revelation 3, 20 and 21. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Listen, that's an invitation. He's coming. He's coming to every person who walks this earth and he's going to knock on your door. He's going to knock on your door. And he's knocking. If you have an answer, he's knocking, okay? I want you to know that. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Think about that. He says, As I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. Have you ever just stopped and thought about that? Have you ever just stopped and thought about what that means? Stopped and thought about what it is Believe in God and have the Holy Spirit living in you. That means that you have a superpower in you. Not a superpower that you think of with a cartoon or Superman, okay? Not that same kind of superpower. Capital S, super. Capital P, power. That's a superpower. Supernatural power. Right, that's what you have living in you. Just think of this. By the Spirit of God, we can actually know Christ better today than His disciples knew Him then. Because you know what? When there was a crowd that gathered, there were some in the front and they were closer to Jesus than the people in the rear. They were. It's just a simple fact. But you know what? With the Holy Spirit in us, every one of us Every one of us can know Christ and the intimacy of relationship with Him. Man, that's good. Maybe we don't fully understand that. But it's good. It's good. You can know Christ more today than the disciples knew Him then. But today, by faith, each one of us can enjoy the intimacy of relationship with Him. You see, Jesus goes on to say in verse 25, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. 
But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, He will teach you all things and will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, if you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I'm going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Amen, amen. Church, are you rejoicing? Are you rejoicing? Are we trusting in the Holy Spirit to teach us all things? Are we trusting to teach us all things and to help us remember all things that Christ said? If somebody ever tells you that you can't read God's Word because you can't understand it, just have them read that, okay? Have them read that. Because the Holy Spirit comes to you to help you decipher through His Word. If you can't figure it out, keep reading, okay? Keep praying. Keep seeking. Keep seeking. But you have the Holy Spirit in you to decipher it all. To remember things that Christ said. Do we stand the peace that Christ has given us? His peace. Do we stand in that? Are we boldly standing, not with troubled hearts or afraid, but boldly rejoicing, knowing because of the work of Christ at Calvary, we're forgiven. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, guiding us on this journey to heaven. Man, what a blessing. What, what a blessing. What a what, What a thought to camp on. What a reality and an assurance to know and stand in. I'm going to invite the music team up. Man, guys. Uh, Jesus lays it out several times. But if you love Him, you'll have the Holy Spirit in you. That's what it's saying. Love Him. And you'll have the Holy Spirit in you to guide you, to lead you. The reality is that this life is tough. The reality is that, that we can't overcome the things of this earth without Him. But you've got Him with you. Forever. If you've confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, rejoice. Rejoice in Him. Rejoice knowing that you are on the journey to heaven. But if you have not confessed Him, if you have not confessed Him as Lord and been filled with the Holy Spirit, today is the day. Today is the day to open up your heart to Him and to say, Lord, You are my God. You are my everything. And if you haven't done that, today is the day to do it and be filled with the Holy Spirit. need proof that there's electricity, let me take you to a hot fence. Okay? If you need proof that there's a Christ, let's do some reading. I want you to know, I want you to know, to know, to know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing that, you will have life in His name and be on the journey to heaven. Today's the day. 
today's the day. If you have not confessed Him, confess Him. And if you have confessed Him and you haven't jumped in the water and been baptized, come talk to me. Don't let another day go by that you don't shout to the world that Jesus is your Lord. Let's go to in prayer. Father God, I thank You so much. I thank You for everything that You do. I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for sending the Holy Spirit to be in us, to, to dwell in us, to take up residency, to abode in us. We know that the Holy Spirit is not... <laughs> he doesn't move. He doesn't, he doesn't pack up and move out. And we just thank You for that, Lord. We thank You that He comes to stay forever. Lord, I hope we know that. I hope we know that You, we are in You and You are in us. And we can stand in that. We can know that. We don't have to question. If we confess You, we have life the Holy Spirit in us. Thank You. Thank You. Lord, I pray though, I pray that in what we do, in our heart shows that we love You. And that we do follow Your commands. And that we do follow Your Word. And that we do rejoice. Lord, I thank You for this morning. I thank You for each person here. And I just pray, Lord, that we have our eyes upon You as we leave here and every day, from here till the day we see you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need prayers for any reason at all, please come forward. Stay at the table.